On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss the latest with another big name out there that could potentially be on the move. And of course, the Sixer fans, they like to talk about said player and possibly acquiring this one, Donovan Mitchell. We tackle it next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens of 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com. Keith, what's going on, man? What's popping, D? How you been, brother? Uh, pretty good, man. Not a, not a lot to complain about. Not a lot. Got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we need to discuss first uh, Donovan Mitchell. It is being reported now that Mitchell is uh, now at least the name is coming up where the Jazz are not ignoring it. This is after Rudy Gobert being traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. It had been talked about that he was then untouchable and they were going to build around him. So we'll dive into that and why that may or may not make sense for the Philadelphia 76ers and where they might be able to get involved. We'll also talk about a little bit, now that it's, things have seemed to calm down with the 76ers roster, where does Matisse Thibel now fit into the Sixers' plans for this upcoming season? And finally, we'll discuss the new rule in the NBA as the Board of Governors have been meeting in Las Vegas to tackle some new rules for the upcoming season, and one of them, the latest being which, the new transition take foul rule that will be uh, approved for the 22-23 season. But first, Keith, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell. He visited the Sixers during the playoffs. He sat baseline during the Miami Heat series, and a lot of Sixer fans, of course, reached out to him via social media, reached out to Daryl Morey via social media, and in an attempt to get ahead of free agency and say, if the Jazz are going to make these changes, later on finding out that Quinn Snyder is out, Rudy Gobert out, moving his best friend on the team in um, uh, Royce O'Neal out, Eric Paschal right now, a free agent, and Danny Ainge now taking over things and making the decisions. Could that mean that Donovan Mitchell is on his way out? Well, as we mentioned Already the reports stating that the Jazz will at least listen to some overtures from other teams. I ask you, Keys, why would the Sixers be involved in this? Why would they not be involved in Donovan Mitchell? I mean, that's a good question to ask. You know, the thing about Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, three-time All-Star, you know, he averaged 25.9 points. That was, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this past season. Second most points that he scored, uh, his, you know, in, in the season since he's been a pro, you know, five years. Um, you know, the thing about it is, I guess if you want to go star hunting and you look at Donovan Mitchell and, and you say to yourself, I have James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, and and, and Joel Embiid, you know, right then and there, I have some firepower, right? I have three legitimate players. So I can't understand that from that standpoint. 
And just to be brief and be quick on this, the reason why I don't know if I really want to do that is because to get the Donovan Mitchell, you're going to have to give up some pretty good players. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know if if I get rid of Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, or or even Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, if the Sixers are better. You know, you look at um, Donovan Mitchell, you know, 20, 25.9 points is nothing to sneeze at. But he was the first option out there in Utah. If he comes to Philadelphia, he's not going to be the first option. Now, if James continues to be the facilitator, you could say he's going to become the second option. Now, I know he shoots the ball for the three, but it just seems like if you go get him and and you get rid of a couple players, I, I think you're going to have a whole bunch of holes on, on this roster. You're still going to have to fill up some holes. And when I look at Maxi right now, you know, I don't want to put pressure on Maxi, but Maxi is a poor man's Donovan Mitchell, a guy who can, who who can, is on the rise, and I feel like you know he'll be a solid number three or number four option for the Sixers. I don't know, and and when you talk about him, you get you got him on a cheat now, so I don't know if if I'll go after Donovan Mitchell because of the things I said. And it's just to start with the on the cheat part with Maxie still being on his rookie contract, Donovan Mitchell has four years remaining as his new deal kicks in right on his contract. So that's something that you're going to now have tied to your books. Mitchell, as you pointed out, uh, is, a, is a really good scorer, 25 point, points per game. And I think he can still do that with an offense with Joel Embiid and even James Harden because he'll have somebody to facilitate for him um, and less work that he has to do to get his own shot with both Embiid and Harden there. So I do think it would work defensively. Neither Mitchell nor Maxi stand out right now. And it's funny because Mitchell was known for that specifically with his athleticism as he was leaving Louisville. He was known to have, you know, that defensive prowess. And once he got to the league and became a scorer, of course, you take a little bit of a backseat. One thing for some takes a little bit of a backseat. He's not no longer a two-way player. He's just really known to be an offensive guy when he has had at least a reputation in the past of being a defender. So I, I do think it would work but to your point of now having to give up so much Maxi Thibel and even, and even Harris to make the money work with picks. I would assume picks would have to be involved. This would be a, a tricky one to see how they would pull it off because now you're looking at messing up with some of your depth overall with three players for one plus picks going to Utah and how would they then fill that up? Yeah, let me correct myself right now because I, I, I let me correct the salary thing. Uh, actually, Tobias makes more money than Donovan Mitchell. So, like, if you could try to make that work with that, I don't think it would work. Because I would, just a one on one. Yeah, one on. Well, Tobias, you may have to add a player with Donovan for them to get Tobias. I don't think that's going to work. What's because- Tobias? 30, 36, 37? Tobias is 37, right? And what's um, Mitchell? Mitchell is 30.5. You have to attach somebody. Like you may say, okay, well, Donovan, I'm gonna give you Donovan Mitchell. Donovan and Mitchell and, and Jared Vanderbilt, who they just got from the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll take that. Yeah, you could, yeah, but at the same time, if if like no, no offense to Tobias, but you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm Utah and I'm saying I got a three time all star, I'm not trying to take 
you know, a guy who makes more money and give you a player package of my all-star with another player for, for a guy who didn't make the all-star team. So that's the tricky part now. Yeah. And, and I, and I think in order, so if you don't take Tobias, then like we're talking about maxing them and if people could give us a, a, a second or so, so we can basically get these salaries. So then you take the 76ers, right? So right now, so we saying 30.3, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to get within like a percentage of it. So right now you have, uh, you have Matisse Thibel at 4.3, right? You have uh, Tyrese Maxey at at 2.7, right? So the um, then you got what? The Anthony Melton making eight. I mean, we know they're not going to get rid of uh, uh, Joel Embiid. They're not going to get rid of um, um, James Harden. They're not going to get rid of PJ Tucker. So then, then you got DeAnthony Melton at 8.2. And then the next player is 5 million with Furkan Korkmaz. Then Matisse, then Daniel House. So you, you understand what I'm saying? It's tough, man. It's going to be tough for them to do yeah. that. Like, yeah, you can do it straight up for Tobias. But then even when that happens, what would have to happen is they say, okay, well, give us Tobias. And they may say, you know, give us Maxi. Matisse, somebody else, and we'll add somebody else for us to make it kind of like at least match up. Like, so you're going to basically, wow. In that instance, you know, you would basically take a dead salary, take a, a negative salary, a player on their team that's making a lot of money who they, they, they don't want. Nah, scratch it, scratch it, you know, unless you can get a third team involved. Nah, nah, I, I hear you, man. It would be tough, and maybe they would even have to involve a third team to see if they can work something out in that regard to, to make it work. But uh, and until it's done, and I even looked at, I uh, had some Las Vegas odds that I was able to get take a look at, and it was a list of probably about 10 teams, Keith, and the Sixers weren't even involved on, on that list. So mm-hmm. it would be tricky, but I know Sixer fans, uh, when they see Donovan Mitchell's name possibly being available and want to be involved in that, because they're just simply trying to win a championship and him being a three-time all-star for consecutive years, as you talked about, and the score that he is. I know a lot of people want to see the 76ers get in the mix for Donovan Mitchell and his potential services. Coming up next, man, we need to talk about, as we just mentioned, Matisse Thibault and uh, why everything this offseason kind of throws him up in the air of where he needs to be on this roster, where he could be as far as his role. We'll discuss what's next for Matisse Thibault and his role on this 22-23 Sixers team next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, I got to tell you guys about our good friends at Rock Auto, the place I've been telling you about for a while. And I'll tell you about the same stuff that I've been involved with. My car is pretty good, uh, but I've had to reach out to Rock Auto a few times for certain things, and those things being tail lamps, headlamps, and new carpet. They have been good for it, but not just for those things. They save time. I did, time and money. While using Rock Auto, this family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers like yourselves for over 20 years. They have so many other things from motor oil, brake parts, the tail lamps and the headlamps, the carpet that I mentioned, all the parts available for your car or truck. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a dealership when you can go to Rock Auto? The prices are, again, reliably low for every 
customers. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, again, will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Do it today, people. Do it today. Easy to navigate the website and easy to save time and money at rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, where you'll get your nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith Matisse-Thibault, we just talked about him in the first segment. <laughs> with Donovan Mitchell and, and his now future with the Utah Jazz. So I wanted to ask you about Thibault because it has been kind of quiet. We did see him in Las Vegas. I'm sure you saw him at least from afar in Las Vegas when the Summer Sixers were playing uh, in the Summer League games, that he is still a part of this team. So if we are to believe that P.J. Tucker is replacing him in the starting lineup right now after getting that nice deal that he uh, was able to get this offseason, Thibault is now going to come off the bench. So if you mention Thibault, Melton, Niang, and House as your four to come off the bench first, who knows about the big man? That's, again, a conversation that we have had and we will continue to have until it's really concrete. Uh, but Matisse Thibel, um, two-time second-team All-NBA defender, uh, a guy who did start a majority of the games a season ago until the latter part of the year going into the postseason because he couldn't travel to Toronto to play in the games against the Raptors. Danny Green then starting in his place. I, I just wonder, I mean, right now, being a starter, everyone wants to be a starter. Everyone wants to at least be a part of a good amount of the rotation, good minutes, and the closing lineup as well when you're looking to close out and get the W for your basketball team. And he has been a big part of that because of his defense. Keith, where does he now fit? And uh, why is he still, if he's going to be here, important to this basketball team? I mean, he's important because, you know, we, we can talk about all the new acquisitions that they have, Right. He's the only one that there's only 10 guys in the league that's all defensive. Five first team, uh, five second team. All these guys that they got are quality defenders, but Matisse Thibel is a second team all defensive selection. I mean, he was voted that and he and he performed well. You look at his statistics. So that's why he's important. Yes, they did upgrade the defense, but these are guys who can play alongside him and do some of the defensive things. I think the thing about Matisse, his role is basically going to be the same. And, what, um, you know, he's going to be a quality defender. And when he's open, they're going to want him to shoot the ball. Now, they didn't really want him to shoot the ball that much last year. He didn't shoot a lot. But they wanted him to make shoot from a nice percentage. He didn't do that. But he's in the gym. He's in the gym. He's putting in the work. And I think that what he'll what we'll see from him is we'll see a progression of him developing into – an NBA 3 and D, solid 3 and D performer. And I, I think that's going to be his role this year. Now, the question that I have is we talk about the starting lineup, and I'm not saying any, I'm not trying to go off sidetrack, but when we talk about defensive players, there are only two defensive players in that lineup. Tobias Harris played well, but it's P.J. Tucker and it's Joel Embiid, the power forward in the center. Perimeter, they're going to get. They, they may. They could get torched, 
And so what we'll see is we'll see maybe that's that's nothing new coming in. That's <laughs> nothing new. Exactly. That's nothing new. But we'll probably see these rotations <laughs> coming in a little bit quicker. I mean, that is their best lineup with Tobias and the other guys. But I'm just looking at it where, wow, all their quality perimeter defenders are coming off the bench, which is a problem. Well, look, I, I think that as far as, let's just say at least, Thibel, maybe maybe Melton and House, somewhere along the lines, they're going to be playing 18-plus minutes a night. And that's, that's where you're going to have your defensive work coming from. And I, I'm curious, even when you get a little crazy and, and have Melton – Thibel, Tucker, House, and Embiid in there as a defensive uh, five. With that's going to be fun, just because while there may not be a lot of offense defensively, they can create some opportunities to at least get out there and finish in transition. So, uh, and I think they will come in certain spots where it just needs to be a defensive lineup out there in the first place. So let's just call that for what it is. Could be a final possession of a quarter or a half where you do have it that way. Sub out. Harden, Maxi, Harris, and just bring all those other guys in to go with Embiid to close it out. So that that will be interesting to see how how crazy, how creative it will get with that. But um, Thibu does have a place, I do think so. But but again, it doesn't stop me. And I know there are so many specialists in this league, and he is one. But he has to be a willing shooter to to be out there uh, for maybe even more extended minutes. And as you said, he's in the gym, he's working, he's trying to get those reps in. It's all going to matter, and of course, it's all going to count when they knock them down. When the 20,000 is in the stands, whether it's road or home, screaming, and that ball swings to you, and everybody's looking to you, including those four teammates that you have on the floor with you, to knock that shot down. So that's going to be his progression, his natural progression for this <laughs> offseason, and it's going to go a long way for what it could mean for by the trade deadline and also by the offseason where Keith, he's eligible already for an extension and until he gets one he doesn't have it <laughs> and and that's the thing and so it's going to be a big season for him there is a place for him but I, I will continue to harp on it as much as i like the guy the vaccine part of it and all the offense has to follow uh, when i look back at tony allen and what he meant to that memphis grizzlies team bruce bowen didn't average a lot of points but one thing you did see when bruce bowen got that ball in the corner P.J. Tucker, now his new teammate. You think it's going to fall. Matisse Thibel, when he rises up, unfortunately right now at this stage, the, the, the one that we lean more towards is not going to drop. And, and that's where it needs to change for him to remain a part of this team and to remain, remain to be an important part of this team going forward. So that's my two cents. And, uh, of course, uh, I, I hope that it all works out for him because he is a good player. He is athletic. He has, the, he has the prototype to be a, a good player in this league two-way and just has the offense has to catch up a little bit to his defense, already an all-NBA defender. Keith, in our final segment, we need to talk about this new transition take rule that uh, is, is now in effect for the 22-23 season. Let me make sure I have it correct. Transition take foul. We'll talk about that next and why I like it on the other side. See what Keith has to say on this locked on 76ers. So you really like that transition take foul? I, like huh? I okay. do like it. Okay. Okay. Well, he likes it. Uh, I'm okay with it, I guess. You know what I mean? But you know what I really love? I love Bet Online. Why? Because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trend in action. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Do it today. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. All right, Keith, we got to talk about this one. Why I like this new rule that the board have approved for the 22-23 season. The new rule, the transition take rule. So in the past, We've seen the clear path foul. Uh, it's just stopping the ball. Uh, you don't have numbers. The offensive team has a chance to, to, to get ahead for an easy basket. All you want to do is make sure that a player is in front of you and the offensive player so it's not a, a clear path foul, which is free throw and the ball, as we know, in the NBA. Well, now with this new transition take foul rule, uh, this new rule to prevent that from happening will result in a free throw and possession as well. I like it because a lot of times we would watch the games, whether it's the Sixers or any of the other games around the association, where I just always thought it was a silly foul to take. It was foolish. Why are you taking this foul to give up? You never know when, you never know how things are going to play out for the remainder of this quarter, this half, but specifically this quarter. Let's just stay there, where you might get in foul trouble where uh, you might be on one end of the floor because of offensive rebound uh, situations where, let's say the Sixers and the Heat are playing and the Sixers are just are just dominating the offensive glass. They may not be making the shots on this one end where you're down here for, let's say, more than 60 seconds. And you know how that goes as a player where you just get simply get frustrated and you might take a frustration foul. That's one foul. All right, you go down the other end and it, it happens another way. Now, all of a sudden, you're going back the other way, and this is very early in the second quarter that now you get a transition opportunity as a player that has a, a, a chance to get a bucket in transition, and you take that foul quickly. That's two right there, Keith. And, and now, not only is that, you as the individual player might be a key player because you're playing at that point in the second quarter where you pick up maybe two silly fouls, right? <laughs> so now I always thought that that was, that was lazy and it was silly, and now I, I like this this way that you're going to be penalized when you do something like this instead of simply trying to get back in transition and, and making a defensive play to stop it or just simply saying, you know what, this is not worth this one. I'll just give up the two points and live for uh, another possession going the other way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think a lot of it is something, something to do with laziness. I mean, there's sometimes when there's a breakaway and a guy may try to get him, but sometimes I think dudes just aren't thinking. Like it's just like, oh, let me foul him. He like, dog, what were you thinking? You know, one of those. But yeah, I, I, I like it. a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like it. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of because typically when it was one of those things, you know, sometimes guys would get to the foul line, they would get attacked, you know, whatever. But but I but I kind of. I kind of like this. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think that it's better. And it's also going to force people to think. 
It's like, yo, what were you doing? Like, um, possession, yeah. situation, yeah, all, all that types of stuff. Yeah, it could come back and really haunt you. So it's going to be it, when when that happens. It's something that you know people are going to make uh, consciously talk about or, or think about. Um, so um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I can't even argue with you today, bro. On that one, I can't argue with you. That's right. You're on the right side of things. No need to argue on this one. No need to. <laughs> and look, they had some of the other things that, of course, have happened with these rules changes that they have. This one, I actually, actually like this one. And I think they got it right on this particular one. We right. both do. We both do. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it as always. You checking in uh, on this on this Wednesday and on our next one after thanking you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. We'll talk about the Summer Sixers and see what they uh, uh, are in store for and uh, their next one. Uh, now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let the people know where they can find us if you don't mind. You know what? Wherever you go get your podcast at, like my man D just pointed out, you can go and also get this Locked On 76ers podcast. If you want to look at our YouTube channel, look at it, listen to it, whatever, um, go to YouTube, go to Locked On 76ers, and when you get to our, our podcast, you see the Liberty Bell. Click on the Liberty Bell. That's where you subscribe at, at the Liberty Bell. And then also what you need to do is my man D's on vacation this week, but you need to go to 97.5 from 6 to 10 p.m. Monday through Fridays and watch my man's show. Right. Do that Monday through Fridays. And if if and then and in addition to that, you need to follow him on on social media, on Twitter at Divine G975. You can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. You can also read my work um, and inquire.com and then picking up the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, folks, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, Keith. Thank you as always, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. We'll see. Probably recap some of the stuff that we see tonight in that game, in the, in the game. But sure. yeah, we'll sure. look forward to chatting with y'all tomorrow. Thanks, man. Peace.